Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here we go, I'm back, Skeet's back, we're back in business to Shelter Footycast, live from Backchat Studios, Not we're not down at Shelter, we're not in Bali, we're not in Port Hedland, we're here in the studio. How are you, Skeeter? Yeah, good on you, Scoey, nice for you to actually spend some time back, <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> just a couple of shows in a row before you just gallivant off to some uh, cash cow that you've uh, got tucked away. Um, happy St. Paddy's Day, by the way, and um, yeah, it's it's, today. it is the 17th of March, I know these things get away from you, but yeah, well, it makes me think of all the great Irish footballers that uh, have played our great game. You think of Ty Canelli, you think of Sean White, you think of Hanley Pierce, and you think of the great Jimmy Steins. The late great Jimmy Steins, of course, who won the 1991 Brownlow 1987, he was caught up in the drama during the prelim final, but uh, to all the Irish folk out there, and the back chat uh, t-shirt I'm looking at, it's got a touch of green about it, so yes. you might be able to wear that down to uh, Finnegan's or one of the uh, pubs today that uh, <laughs> supplies some shelter. Yes, that is very good. Uh, I believe I owe my parents-in-law, my in-laws, a happy wedding anniversary. It's just sprung to my mind. I believe it's St Paddy's Day. How many years? Uh, a lot. So well done, guys. He's still <laughs> oh, going. That was really good. So in oh, touch man, with your family. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm keeping track of how many years my parents in law have been married, mate. How, 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 many, many, how many years have you been married? I'm in the 20s, but I don't know exactly how many. <laughs> so shut up. You don't know. And go on. No, that's you, all right. You know us, mate. I'm, I'm tipping, given you've got the two little. I reckon you're, you're eight to yep. ten. Yeah, I think it's eight. I was definitely, I was married in 2015, so do the math. I'm not keeping track though, scared. I don't know what is that wood? What what is wood? Diamond? What is that? Oh, are you turning rings? Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. As in, you know, the oh no, it's, it's not silver jubilee or anything. Or whatever. <laughs> I've got no idea. But just hang in there. Just be not out at stumps. That's okay. what I try and do. Thank you, Skeeter. Shelter Footycast on socials. You can give us a follow over there. Send us an email if you want to get in touch. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If you're watching on YouTube, chuck a, uh, a comment in the uh, section below. We can answer those as well for you. We'd love some fan interaction. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us a podcast. Uh, Shelter, born and brewed in Bustle. Now, Skeeter, before we get into uh, last night's game, which was, uh, well, it was a tight one, um, and we've got some games coming up this week, I do want to remind people the Shelter Footycast tipping competition uh, is up and about. Uh, you can enter on the Shelter website. Now, I'm hoping there's been one game played I think you should be still able to enter. And not right. just that, I'm still on top of the table, along with 
everyone else. You picked a draw, did you? No, well, no one picks a draw either. It's well, you got Carlton or Richmond, okay. and, and so if you picked either side, I presume you're still on the top of the table right. with everyone else. Which so normally I'm zero well. from one. So we've started very well. <laughs> uh, first prize, I just want to go through the prizes for you, Scanner. You spoke about this Monday: three hundred dollars Shelter Brewing Co. venue voucher plus. $300 worth of shelter beer, plus, that's going to be a lot of beer, by the way, $300 of merch, so almost $1,000 of first prize uh, giveaways there, second prize, $250 worth of shelter beers, 150 bucks worth of merch, and third prize, 150 bucks of beer and a shelter hoodie, plus weekly prizes. Have a look on our socials to join up to that. Find it on the Shelter Footy Cast or find it over at Shelter as well. I'm going to beat you this year in tipping. I'm well, going to beat you. Well, you probably will. And given your, um, I guess, humility and, and humble approach to it, uh, I hope you cop one right where it hurts. But no, if you <laughs> want to beat the boys, as in us, yes. go for your life. It won't be that hard because... Um, you don't rate your tipping ability, do you? Oh, I rate my tipping... I rate my footy now, but not my tip. My tipping is... I could tip every close game I get, I, I cop it. I mean, you know what it's like. You go through a period <laughs> And it's a, a two-point result after the siren, I'll back the other side. <laughs> And so they can all get round, round three. Is that tipping or punting? It's a lot. It's everything. <laughs> Very good. Jump into the footy, uh, into the tipping uh, competition. Take on man skate. You can beat the boys. We'll do some comps during the year here on the footy cast. Looking forward to it. Now, let's get into it. Footy is finally here. Thank F-U-C-K. Seriously. Uh, thank God footy is here. We can talk about some actual moments. We've got some big moments coming up. Uh, the debutantes for West Coast, perhaps, is you know terrific over here in the West. Fremantle playing Ross Lyon. Uh, I think that's trying to be built into something. Maybe it quite isn't, so we can speak a little bit about that. Um, I just think how good footy's back. Um, we got to watch footy last night. It was a draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's a couple of points to come out of this. Obviously, 88,000 people back at the G, which was just terrific. The quality of the game's been questioned, but I reckon, Sco, whenever there's a tight match, it sort of disguises maybe some of the aesthetics of the match. I mean, in the first 90 seconds, there were two goals. And we're thinking, hello, this is the modern yeah. frantic footy. But it dried up really big time after that. Uh, Richmond, why? Uh, well, I think it was more a Richmond-style game, the way they, they played the game. They put a lot of forward pressure on. They had 66 to 45 entries inside fr- 50. It was frantic, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it but, was but it wasn't... Helter-skelter? Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't clean, free-flowing. Free flowing. No, and that's Richmond yes. to a T. And so if, you, if you're looking back at the, the, the last quarter, for instance, and how it played out, Carlton should have won with a lead of seven points and then obviously in the, in the last... 30 seconds, they gave up a goal. But they should have won. But to be fair, Richmond had more entries and they missed some sodas during the night. My mate, Shay Bolton, who I love, yes. kicking around the body a couple of times. Tom Lynch missed one early. They they butchered chances, Richmond. So you could make a case for either side to come away with the moral victory. I think Shay Bolton kicked the fourth most behinds last year in the AFL. So he hasn't traditionally been accurate. I mean, you'd rather be having shots. But he did miss some really tight um, shots, uh, you know, and a couple late as well. Uh, it's always funny watching these games and watching the final two minutes and everyone focuses on those. And look, it doesn't decide the game. What decides the game is probably the 118 minutes before that. But if you just look at that last two minutes, like you said, seven points up. Carlton should win that game, regardless of how the game goes. But, um, you know, breaking down the last minute, uh, Richmond get that ball, they go inside, um, they kick long. 
I don't know. I still haven't seen who it was, but Wiedering's on Lynch, right? And if it's a one-on-one, Wiedering probably gets that done 50-50. I don't know. How's the contest? Yeah, least. yeah, yeah. 80, 90% of the time. He's a great defender. Um, Tom Lynch is a great forward. But if Wiedering's right with him. But a Richmond player, as the ball came in, blocked Wiedering um, fairly, I think. Wiedering lost you know, a metre on him. And Tom Lynch gets a run and jump at the ball. There's probably not too many players in the competition that do that better than Tom Lynch. And, you know, it's a clutch play. He goes up, takes a mark. <sighs> It was kind of it wasn't slow enough play for no one to contest that. So I think Carlton would be pretty disappointed they didn't have someone rolling off their man to fly at that because effectively Tom Tom Lynch marks it in a contested situation, but no one was near spoiling it. No, but having said that, about sixty seconds earlier or a minute or two earlier, they did get the block right, and it to prevented Lynch having a run at the football. And the mark was taken not by Weedering but by another defender. And so I guess the other big talking points going in, you'd be well-versed to talk about this. When they uh, were on a roll in the last, I guess, 90 to two minutes to go, uh, Lockyer Bryan, I think it is, takes a mark at left half back. Yep. All the Richmond players had compressed. There was so much space ahead. Uh, but, and yet apparently, not being at the ground, Harry Mackay had metres in the clear. The question I have to you is, and Nathan Buckley discussed it last night, you have the ball at half back, you have the lead, he played on, took on the game, obviously thinking that, okay, at the very least there's a territorial advantage here. Mackay goes to ground, ball's turned over, or you do that method, or do you hot, once you've taken the mark at half back, do you soak up 10, 15 seconds and try the chip game? Or he, he, would, he would be coached at playing the chip game, um, but two minutes to go in the first round, you're tired... Uh, he's, he's gone for the run. He's had bounce, and the ball got yeah, away so from I'm him. Saying he made the wrong decision in hindsight. Uh, in hindsight, and he would have been coached that with two minutes to go, they would have all known it was it was late in the game. But they're in front. That's fine. So in front, take the ball, slow the slow the ball down. So, so in that case, stop, take stop, get off, take eight seconds, find a free player, it can be fifteen meters away, get another eight seconds, and if if you get off the mark enough, and you get your eight seconds, you get called to play on. Um, kick it as close to the boundary as possible. Take and to be fair, I think it was Jesse Motloff who, who gave it to O'Brien who was cruising past. Right. So, so, so all I'm saying is at half back they had the ball. You can't, I, be, you can't be calling for it like that. I, I, I can only speak what we did at West Coast, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So two minutes ago it was called red time, yep. right? And everyone on the ground knew that, um, one, no handballs, no running around the back trying to get a handball. and get. You don't want to play the game on. You either want to find it... When you're leading. This yeah, is. When, you, when you're leading. Yeah, mate, when you're, when you're losing, the opposite. Yep, yep. Play on... Play on, go around. Um, there's, a, there's a metal door bashing around that I told Dan would happen. <laughs> um, hopefully that doesn't continue on throughout the pot. If it goes again, uh, Jaden's going to run out and grab that. It, 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 when you're losing, play on, do everything you can, make it up. Harlem Globetrotters. Just but so you're saying you have a plan when you lead by uh, one possession, for instance. Do you have a similarly a plan as such when you're down? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, corridor football, so... Simple as that. So let me finish off on when you're winning, right? So when you're winning, you're up by that. You need to slow the ball down. You can either find a free player and get another eight seconds or get it, get far enough off the man of the mark, get called to play on, and the forwards down the line need to get as close to the boundary as possible and either mark it or get it out of bounds. Get everyone a chance to get up the ground, field position, set up behind the footy. That way you can get a loose behind the ball, a stoppages are your friend, and yeah. especially boundary stoppages, because it's on one side. You know where the ball is. It's very difficult to transfer the play from a boundary stoppage into the corridor out the other side. So that's what you're aiming for. 
Now, if you're losing, um, it's the opposite. The forward dictates where that ball goes. So he'll be running to the middle of the ground. Corridor football, take it on. If it's a, It doesn't even need to be a 50-50. If it's a, if it's a 30% chance of winning that contest in the middle, you go through the middle and try and score. Late in the game like that, you're not trying to score. You, you, you're trying to keep the ball off the opposition. Yeah, it's a, so a bit Carl, like the, Carl butcher it, mate. If you drop by seven points, you should be winning. Well, that, that yeah, at the end of the day, I think Michael Voss said last year they would have lost that match by six goals. But well, that's th- all and well. But I think I think last night, mentally, they didn't quite handle the challenges that were confronting them in the last few minutes in terms of turning the ball over, the composure they lacked, and Richmond too too experienced to to not take that opportunity. And, and Baker came through the back half and and obviously ended up with Lynch. So. Great result, the draw. I like extra time. I bet you don't, um, but you got any thoughts on it? I, I, I could, I, I take could, a leave I could, no, I could live with extra time. Mm, okay. I, how, how long though? Oh, well, two minutes extra time. Well, what do they do in the finals? Is it five each way? It's, it's, it's five minutes each way. Yeah. Is it? And even if it's not five. I mean, the game's so quick. I mean, I know in NRL they've got the golden point. Um, so in, in in NFL they have obviously extra time basketball extra time EPL they don't but I, I don't mind it but having said that it, they you can know, still end in a draw in the NBA can't they they can yeah, after double overtime I think but, but yeah look I think for the theatre of the game Go, what you, okay so extra time golden point or just extra time alright mate theatre would be golden point then we're talking that's, mate, imagine how good that would be yeah well, next, that, next that, score wins but that would be decided pretty quickly yeah, well, that, that's how it should be. Yeah, right? no, exactly. You don't want to drag it on for 20 minutes. Look, he won't, the traditionalists will jump down our necks and say, you know, just leave the game as it is. But going back 15 years ago, we had to play, like going back to finals, there was no such thing as extra time 25 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. It was Go again. grand finals now. Yeah. You'd play extra time. After 2010, the draw between Collingwood and Sequilda. It makes sense. Get it decided on the day. For me, but some people still say, you've got a result, two points each. How good is it going to be the first grand final with extra time? Oh, that's going to be absolutely oh, I can't wait I, for that. Are we, are we going to be alive? Well, let's hope. So. Yeah, yeah. We've hopefully, we've got a couple of years. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a pup. <laughs> Correct. Uh, well, who knows? Uh, draws are hard to come by. Uh, let's keep going. Um, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shelter Footy Cast. Let's start with the West uh, Skeeter. We'll start with West Coast. West Coast play uh, North Melbourne, 10.45 West Australian time Saturday. And not just that, 10.45, which is 1.45 at Marvel. Uh, the roof will be open. I'll tell you why. The revised forecast for Melbourne tomorrow, 37 degrees. Is it? Telling you, it's 37 in your whole ta- hometown. Well, we that is hot. That's, so, yeah. roof off. Everything off. It's going to be, <laughs> you know, subs. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, in Perth, we shouldn't be, you know, yeah. we're too worried about it, but... 37. 37 in Melbourne is different to 37 in Perth. I totally well. agree. Um, it's a different type of heat over there. So it'll be interesting to see how North Stifling. Melbourne hold up against that, I think. Like West Coast, you would think that would benefit them. I never used to like playing the heat. And I, I, I really didn't like training in it either. So I don't know how I survived over here for 14 years. I, I hated the heat. Hate it. So you'd rather play in Geelong when it's you know, oh, yeah. bitterly, bitterly cold? Oh, yeah. How, how, how hard do you reckon it is for a forward to mark the ball and it's <laughs> hailing, you know, dues coming off? You know, yeah, absolutely. I would date that any day of the week. I used to, mate, we used to roll out here, yeah. down at McGilray's, some sort of northerly blowing, 7 a.m. Flies. It's 45 <laughs> degrees at 7.30, sunscreen <laughs> on, I can't breathe. Mate, it was, it was shocking, shocking training over here. Good I, shout. I hated it. Good shout. Some blokes used to love it. I used to hate it. 
I don't know how some of these blokes with fair fair or red hair used to, you know, like I've at least got a bit of yeah. olive complexion about myself. It was bloody brutal over here, mate. Carl Langdon, yeah, that's why he was just Correct. looking for the, the peroxide. Now, West Coast, North Melbourne, it's the uh, it's the, it's the spoon bowl, basically, effectively, right? Well, I mean, there's some big games. From last up. year. Yeah, oh, this is last versus second last place. Yeah. Two wins each last year. Both very disappointing. Um who who wins this game? Just just, just we'll talk about the debutant. Who actually wins this game? And just touching on the debutants yet in a moment, but look, a bit made about Nick Nat's absence, but Todd Goldstein's not playing either. So that that's right. that's sort of in the ruck sense. Jack Darling to me is is a really important inclusion. What his fitness levels are like, I'm not sure, but he'll attract a defender. Yep. Maybe I've been drinking your bathwater over the, over the summer, and I, I have. Got a little bit nervous after watching that that Crows game in the preseason, but so have I. I'll put my hand yeah, up. I'm, I'm, I'm tipping West Coast because if you're going to make something of your season with their list, which is without question it's superior to North Melbourne's, yep, in its entirety. But whether that translates to a victory tomorrow remains to be seen. But I, I'm tipping them on the basis that I think their their senior players will be able to do enough, and obviously those new guys coming in, I, I think they'll be able to see off a, a North team, which will be under Clarkson. You know, they'll be having a they'll be a lot tighter defensively. Uh, a win on the road's a win on the road as well. Yeah. So I think if West Coast can start the year with a win in Melbourne, it's you know breeds confidence in a, in it's it's in a younger group, right? We've got four debutants at West Coast. One of them's a senior player, twenty seven year old in Jaden Hunt. Uh, he'll 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 add a lot to the group. Um, I've really liked him across training and and in games. I've, I like his dash, but I like the way he's defending. Campbell Chesser, as mentioned numerous times on this podcast, he'll start on the wing, lock him into your super coach teams uh, and your fantasy teams, whatever you're doing. Um, I'd just leave him there all year. I, th- these three guys, I would love to just see them left there. I, I, I really would. And I know probably um, Long and Chesser over Jimmy may be more in, inconsistent. I, I would love them to just blood them and, and to, to let them go and just at least for a period of time. Say, boys, you're, you're playing for the first six weeks of the year. Uh, Enjoy. You know, yep. Have fun. And I think what you're eventually trying to do is expedite getting to, to that magical 50-game mark or something like that. So the more games you can get into these young guys, uh, you know, we, and by the, by the same token, I think by rounds probably 17 to 23, there's going to be some of those kids that if they've been playing a lot of footy, they'll, they'll be cooked. Yeah, maybe. Um, Noah Long, uh, liked what I saw of him in the preseason. He had a quiet couple of games in the, against you know bigger bodies and men. But he's going to be a good player. Um, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was revealed here on the Shelter Footycast. Wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, <laughs> mate, he, 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 Just explain. The, eye, the eye test, he passed it very quickly. He, he's actually, he's very slight... Slightly framed. Yeah, he's, he's small. Um, is he filmed with? Give us a. Can you compare him to a player? I mean, Phil Matier obviously is now in the Hall of Fame at the Eagles, but not putting that label on him. But is there a style of forward that you see in him? I'm trying to think of uh, you know really good small forwards around the competition um, that that sort of uh, of his frame. Like Toby Green doesn't really fit that small forward, and he's not a Toby Green, but. The way he moves is Toby Green like. You know when you watch Toby Green get the ball, he just he's smart, and Toby Green's not that quick, um, but he can evade people. Yeah, he can step, he can do the right thing with the ball. Toby Green doesn't have this massive penetrating kick, but he seems to put it in the right spot all the time. From the very short sample I've seen, that's what Noah Long's like. He's, you know, he's able to evade people. He's able to make the right decisions. He doesn't have a booming kick. He doesn't have a penetrating kick, but he puts it in the right spots. He gets to the right spots, front and centre. Full um, the ball. He's a good pressure player. 
He just does a lot of things right. And for young players, if you're doing a lot of the, you know, just basic things right, you're actually in front of a lot of people. You don't need to be this spectacular Dusty Martin, um, you know, Sam Walsh, every game sort of guy to get a game. Especially in this West Coast side, they, they need young guys. So I've really liked him. And of course, Ruben Jinby. Look, I, I think he's a real chance for the rising star right off the bat. Um, Ashcroft's $1.60, $1.40 to win it. I haven't seen Ashkoff play, got to be honest. He but must I've be, he must be an absolute genius. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, having done what he did at uh, at school footy, to come straight in and have an impact, albeit pre-season. But I'm really fascinated to see how good this kid is. Oh, well, I think, um, you know, this Ashcroft you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen Jimmy and so have you, and I think he looks bloody good. So hmm. um, I'd be really excited as a West Coast fan. How excited are you? You have to be tipping them, given what you've yeah, said. Yeah, absolutely. With confidence? Uh, look, I'm tipping them against North Melbourne with confidence. I yeah. think North Melbourne will be um, shit-ass again this, this year. So I've tipped um, them for the spoon. Yeah, look, I, I think that's... that's. I couldn't really argue with you too much. I, I've tipped GWS for the spoon. Um, that's maybe a bit harsh, but... Um, bit of unknowns about them, isn't it? Yeah, I just... I don't... I don't think they've added too much to the list to really improve where they were last year, and they were pretty poor at stages last year. So that's what I think with them. But I think North Melbourne will lose, West Coast will win. Um, uh, I don't know if there's anyone else we need to cover off on that. No, no, Elliot Yo, huge injury. Yeah, calf, little nick, no good. Um, but yeah, so you see on social media, Eagles supporters get, getting a bit frustrated early at the injuries. The, the reason, the reason I've picked West Coast is I think uh, to make finals. Uh, and the, the reason that they're able to do that is if their best players play and they play well. Elliot Yo and Nick Nananui in their top five best players. You know, Nananui's getting older, but Elliot Yo at his best is their top three players, and neither of them are playing round one. So that's why I'm getting a little bit nervous. For for West Coast to play finals, they need their good players out there, and they, they don't have two of them. So well, let's they're going to have to keep a good run of injuries. Yeah, but let's be honest. You're already thinking Nick Nack's going to miss at least one, maybe two, and, and Yoey the same. They're, they're probably going to... If they can play 14, 15 games, you know, that that's... Is that what you're thinking for them to play finals? Those types of guys? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Which is... Which oh, Elliot Yo needs to play 20 games, to be honest. And well, so, it ain't happening. Yeah, well... I don't think it is. I mean, unless, unless well, he plays, comes back and doesn't have an injury. It's just... That's, no, but that's what they need. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm not saying this and hoping for the best for West Coast. To play finals, you need your best players playing well. And at the moment, two of them aren't even on the, tr- on the track. So... You know, I'm getting a little bit nervous with that. But let's keep moving. Fremantle play St Kilda, 140 Sunday. That sounds like an absolute graveyard shift, to be really honest. Marvel Marvel Stadium, um, Frio St Kilda. It's meant to be the Ross Lyon game. Um, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, Ross Lyon coming out during the week with your injury toll saying they've, they've got about 30% of their salary cap available. So That's what he said. It's got all the hallmarks of <laughs> Ross. That was just, on footy classifiers, wasn't it? Yeah, just, just giving a, a sense that, oh, yeah, we're, we're just... Just battlers, and, and it was a, it's got an ambush feel about it from a, a Fremantle perspective. But I uh, sat down with Justin Lomu, I did a, a function the other night with him, um, and he, he's, you know, couldn't have asked for a better preseason, really. I mean, yeah. Michael Walters with the Achilles playing at Peel uh, tomorrow. Look, he's probably, you know, given the small forward setup of Swikowski and Schultz, he's, he's no lock to play every game this year anyway, I don't think. But, he'll, you know, he's classy and he's got the, the craftiness, but he'll be missing. Uh, the question mark over Luke Ryan, he said, no, he'll play. Um, so too Luke Jackson. Uh, Omiro has overcome his ankle. I just think they're going to be they're too healthy for, for St Kilda. And it's going to be fascinating to see how Luke Jackson goes first up. But look, pre-season form doesn't count for much once the ball's bounced. But I think Fremantle have shown me that uh, you can trust them um, with the squad they've got at the moment, yeah. I saw a few... Uh 
members of the West Australian media saying that uh, Fremantle weren't going to play finals. Uh, Michael Barlow Mickey was one Barlow, of those, yeah. and there was an, another one, which is fair enough because guess what? It's it's absolutely who uh, who, who knows. But uh, I'm going to say what I think. I, I don't see them. Um, Getting worse from last year. They're six year. and zero for you. They're six and zero to start the year, and, I, and that's not outrageous. They're playing teams below them, and it's also outright not outrageous to say they they improved this year. Uh, like their midfield's a year into it, their backline is exactly the same with two younger guys playing more footy and Young and Chapman. They get better, so their back and midfield both get better, um, and their forward line is the question: um, how they connect, how they work together. But but I, from what I saw, and I saw it live, and I watched it, they function well. So, oh, they, they get better for mine. They're, they're not missing. They're not missing finals. I'm sorry, but they're not missing. No, finals. I, I agree. look. The only thing that I, the only concern I have is whether they handle the the expectation. Now, I know it sounds very no, media talk, but just just that side. Of it. I tell you, who's, who's, you know, Justin Longley was delighted with Jim Preseason. He's the ruck work of Sean Darcy. So, right. mate, he, he's a he's a gun. We know he's a very good player, but expect him maybe to improve even a fraction more. Doyd medalist from. Uh, a couple of years ago? We've got Alex Pierce coming up on back chat next week, uh, captain of the Freo Dockers. And I am influenced a little bit around that expectation stuff. I did ask him a question around that. Um, it was actually not only the expectation about being a good team, but it was an expectation around uh, the club's first premiership and how do you, how do you hold that expectation versus a burden um, versus motivation? Like, can, how do you get the group? And he was just very calm. Um, very not nonchalant, but very matter of fact about it. He said, "Well, we haven't won a premiership, and we do want to win a premiership, and we've just accepted that fact. It's it's real." And uh, just the way he answered and and the, his attitude to it didn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. And 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 he's right; it's real. They haven't won a flag, but they've got a squad that can, in my opinion. And you know, to do to do that and to win a premiership, you got to identify it. And hey, also, we want to win a flag, and also be. I mean, I got no issue with them being quite open about, you know, this is our plan. We'd like to win a flag in five years. We want 60,000 plus, but whatever it is, yeah, great. put it out there. I mean, every business does it, yeah. but in footy, because you have the bravado to maybe make a statement that this is where we want to go to in this period of time, you get uh, whacked if it doesn't happen. But um, no, I've got no issue with uh, Simon Garlic, Justin Longmuth, and they're, they're quite open about it. Will Brody's 50th game, he'll play that. St Kilda, massive injury list. They're missing King, who's a great player. Hayes, who's the ruckman that came over last year. Membry's not playing, another forward. Billings, so, so you go through it. Yeah, day. correct. Billings, Winhager, Caulfield, Ross. Like, you know, they're, they're in big time. I see Freo winning this and winning this big. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just struggling to see how St Kilda kick a score. That So once that's in play, um, the defence of, of Fremantle, yeah. I just think, I mean, I, I, I'll probably have egg on my face, but if they kick 10 goals, St Kilda... I'll be surprised. Well, mate, we could get an absolute <laughs> lifetime supply of eggs in here and just have them launched in our face every time we stuff something up. But I think we're on the same page here. Both pick West Coast, both pick Freo. Correct. Very good. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, shout footy cast. I took the uh, headphones out, so I don't know, didn't hear the sting there, but I think I did quite well. Uh, let's get into the other games. We've gone through Richmond-Carlton. Who did you pick, by the way? And be honest. No, I picked Richmond, okay. uh, just because of their record. I just thought their experience. And, and Carlton, yeah, anyway, I picked Richmond. I didn't win, didn't lose. Next game. <laughs> Very good. I picked Richmond as well for that. So we're, we're actually on the same page at the moment. Uh, Geelong v Collingwood tonight, Friday night. Huge game. Oh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's great when you see big matchups like this to start the season. Absolutely. And look, I, I'm going a bit against the grain here. I, Collingwood's been spoken about like they've, they've lost seven key players. And to be honest, they, they have, you know, they've shared, I think, 
lost Grundy. Grundy, who didn't play much last year anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry's gone out of Geelong. Yeah. Um, they picked up Tom Mitchell, Dan McStay, Bobby Hill, no uh, Ginevan uh, tonight. But I, I, I still like them. I mean, I know they won some, a lot of close games last year and people are saying you can't do that again, but why can't they also improve in certain areas? I, I, I like them. I'm tipping them to beat the Cats tonight. Uh, I know you're a massive Geelong man. Hawkins playing is huge. Um, which is a surprise. Jeremy Cameron, his wife's uh, almost yeah, in labour. Yeah, I saw that. He's ready to go at half-time tonight, and I reckon Collingwood supporters are hoping the, uh, the call comes. I, I reckon he and the footy club are the sort of, <laughs> the sort of team that if it would be half-time, yeah. he'd just roll out of there. Yeah. and the sub comes in and, and they still win. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> um, the last time a reigning Premier lost in round one? Cool, good question. Cause it's, I know it's not that... Uh, give give it? me a clue, it's in the last six years. I'm trying to remember the last six Premiers. <laughs> so... Uh, Melbourne 2021, they, they won first up. 2020 was Geelong. I can't tell you. Uh, West Coast 2019, after the 2018 Premiership. Who'd you play? I don't know. <laughs> Did you play? W- no. <coughs> of course I wouldn't have been picked round one. Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, actually, I, I might have to get some listeners to have a think about that. I don't know who we played, but we definitely lost. No, well, Jaden could look J- that up. Jaden will have that sort of in a heartbeat. Yeah, you can't, mind you, I, I can't remember it either. So. Yeah, you, you'd be lucky to remember who played last night. 90,000 <laughs> 90, crowd expected. It's going to be huge. Geelong will get around it. It's their first unveiling of the flag, effectively, yeah. in Collingwood. You know, it's not at home. It's like Canadian Park, but it's going to be big. Um, Cameron will, um, not Jeremy, Darcy will be... A, Big factor for Collingwood this year. Can he look? He played really well as that ruckman, and he effectively, you know, dispersed Brody Grundy. But can he take the leap into? You know, he's still a young player. Can he take that leap? I think you sort of see. I have him on the same level as Sean Darcy. Sean Darcy potentially, you know, more experienced a little bit, but they're sort of guys below the elite level, in my opinion. But they're both guys that could jump to the elite level if they have really good years. And if if Darcy Cameron does that for Collingwood, I think that'd be good for them. Yeah, just off the back of that, uh, we talked Hammer and I on Monday about the AFL picking not the best player from each side but the most important yeah. and they had Darcy Cameron as their number one at Collingwood which uh, you know you could argue Darcy Moore go, yeah, but Darcy, Darcy Cameron Moore. yeah I mean they, you know, Darcy Moore's a great player he's a captain and Jordan Ngoi is an important player he's going to have a really big year for Collingwood to go well um, but if Darcy Cameron goes down they've got Mason Cox in the rut uh, I, I, I probably agree with that it's quite good who are you tipping? Uh, I am tipping for Geelong yeah, Geelong. I mean, I'm picking them for premiership, so they got to win round one. Do they? Okay. You got Collingwood? I've told you I've tipped Collingwood. I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who did we play? Jaden? So, 2019, Brisbane Lions, 102 to 58. Oh, you got absolutely towered up. Must have been the Gabba, was it? What, yeah, the Gabba. 2019 at the Gabba. At, at the, the Gabba. Gabba. I seven goals. no recollection of that. There's no way I played in that game. Uh, thank if you very much. Well, if you did, um, there's a concussion study going on right now and you well, might be part of it. Well, and we, well, um, maybe I had a sore neck from watching all the goals <laughs> go across over the uh, goal line. Port Adelaide played Brisbane, 135 Saturday. It's the second game on Saturday. Uh, Port Brisbane, that's a, that's a big-ish game as well. It's... Um, uh, it's is it at the Gabba? Is that no, no, it's at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, I just said that, didn't I? Adelaide yeah, yeah. Oval, Port yeah. Adelaide. Big game, and Brisbane, I think, won their past five against Port, so, and they've recruited well. We know they've got Gunston in attack. We know we talked about Ashcroft as, as a kid, um, and, of course, Dunkley through the middle. Um, I, I like their forward line. I, I, I'm big on Brisbane this year. I'm bullish, yep. and so a bit like you with Geelong, um, and we've saw a bit of Port in the preseason, so we had a, a decent look at them. Travis Spoke hasn't come up after being... Uh, I don't blame crunched him, by Jeremy McGovern. I'm not sure whether it's ribs or whatever it is, but there's, there's something that he, there was no way he was going to play 
for at least another couple of weeks after that. And as it turns out, not even round one. So interesting to see how Dixon goes in attack with Todd Marshall. The small fours are good. Look, Port, I think, is a, a realistic team this year to play finals. Absolutely. I've slipped them. I've, I've, they've slid. Because of what you saw? Yep. I've wow. got them not making finals again. Because of what you saw? Yep. Yeah, I just... I, maybe maybe it's an overreaction couple of games, but I watched them back to back. It was it was it was less. Oh, I saw that and I really didn't like that. There wasn't much that no, they did. They weren't terrible. Terrible. Um, at stages they defended well. I just I wasn't I wasn't like well they're just gonna they're definitely gonna play finals. So no. I, I didn't no, play cool. from that. So you know that they, they weren't good enough to play finals last year. I think they're about the same team as they were last year. So. Look, maybe they win a couple more games. They lost some tight games last year. So maybe if they do that, they can scrape up to finals. But I don't have them jumping into the top four or anything like that. I think Brisbane win this win this easily. Yeah, I'm tipping Brisbane as well, uh, Adelaide Oval. And uh, the Lions, yeah, I've got them as a as a really much of top four team. Yep, very good. Melbourne v Western Bulldogs, 425 Saturday at the MCG. Um, 2021 grand final rematch. Absolutely. And there's some big outs for, for Melbourne, particularly Stephen May. They've got, was, a, they've got a lot of young got, kids playing, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they've got four, I think, four big names out. Um, and May particularly is, is significant given how tall the Bulldogs are going to go in round one. When you think of Lobb, uh, Darcy, Norton... Uh, Jamayu Hagen. Exactly. There's, there's four. Now, whether... They can't all play in the forward line, can they? No. So what I really like about Western Bulldogs is their spine. So the forward line will be Norton, Hugh Hagen, Lobb. They're yep. the three talls. Uh, and they've obviously got Tim English. who will play pretty much yeah. the whole time in the ruck. Uh, and then down back, they've got Liam Jones. New to the club. Yep. Uh, they have uh, Darcy, definitely down back. And maybe a Josh Bruce. I don't know if he's been named, but... Um, like you think he'll play? He'll play? No, he can't play forward. No. Not, not with those no. three. And he's not in front of any of those guys. I'm not guys sure he's, he's playing. Ball. Yeah. So... Look, they're, they're, they are tall. They may all miss that. They're, they're missing Fritch, who, who's been their leading goal scorer. Um, Jack Viney's not playing. Um, Salem's not playing. Melksham's not playing. They've got some big names out. And looking at the at the price for them, they're, they're favourites at around $1.50 or something. It's, I'll do it. I'm picking the Bulldogs. They'll beat Melbourne round one at the MCG. I'm picking them. What do yeah, you think? Uh, I might talk to you around, have I? I've put, no, I've put my tips in, so I'll have to stick fat, as they say. But I, I, I think that Melbourne... Yeah, I mean, I sat next to Hamish last week and he was so bullish on the Demons, albeit yes. probably without no, the knowledge that those sort of players were missing. Particularly None of their midfield's missing. No, I no. Mean, Vine, Vine. And bear in mind, Grundy and, and the Gorn factor is going to be mm. fascinating. Um, yeah, I, I don't have the certainty that I did or the, the confidence I did a few days ago, but I still think I'm going with Melbourne off the back of their midfield more so than... I, and bear in mind, Dunkley out of that midfield. We know the bonds there. We know they've got the quality there, but I just... I, I'm. I'm banking on Melbourne getting enough first supply. If we talk about teams that have slid and risen for me, I'd sort of written off the Bulldogs, and then I looked at their team properly, and I've got them in the eight. Um, not comfortably, but they'll make the eight, and Port Adelaide are the ones that I had in the eight, and I've got them out now. So I think Bulldogs will get, get it done. Bear in mind, the Bulldogs, since their premiership in 2016, yes. have not won more than 12 games in a season since then. That seems strange, doesn't it? That's, that's what about their grand final year, is it? I said since their grand final win in 2016. Yeah, but they, they, they made the grand final in 2021. 20, where, where'd they come from? I don't know. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, no, no. So they've, they've come right. from. Yeah, that, that, that was on Fox last night, which well, I, I found really strange. Well, wait. Okay, there we go. So are they any good this year or not? Uh, I think they're about. Okay. I'm worried about that stat now as well. Yeah, I know. Well, on Fox well, last night. Strange. <laughs> Who's rolled that one out? Uh, very good. No, I'm sure it's right, Skeeter. You're very often right and never wrong. Gold Coast v Sydney, 5 o'clock. 
Heritage Bank Stadium. That's Metricon Stadium renamed to Scully. Heritage Bank. Yeah, and look, talk about a team that's been written off. Isn't it funny? The team that gets belted in the grand final sometimes, uh, they're going to slide. And and Sydney's regarded by you and others as a slider for whatever reason. Mm. They get Gold Coast first up, and I'd be really tentative going up there. Gold Coast. Didn't Gold Coast beat game, Sydney mate, at the G? They the beat by 40 points last time yeah. at the G. They've yep. got a good record against them. In one of the few clubs, a few power clubs, I guess you could say, that, that the Gold Coast have a very good record. So ben King's back for Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, speaking of Hammer on the uh, Backchat Monday show, he said Ben King is a better player than Max King. I know he's coming off an ACL, but um, they'll be better, Gold Coast. They're a riser for mine. And yeah, like you said, Sydney are... Or a faller a little bit. So, who are you picking? Uh, I've I've been a bit uh, lacking in courage. I've tipped Sydney. I've <laughs> Gutless marker. Well, no, just only because of you go off last year to some degree. Um, their preseason. It's pretty hard. It's actually hard. It's a tough it's game. It, I think it's it's more a more a dollar eighty two dollars and a dollar sixty for Sydney. I, I've just gone with Sydney. It's just one yeah, of the got, horse. Sydney. The horse maybe just get them fired up. Saying, look, everyone thinks you we're Gonski. Okay. I'm, I'm going Sydney as well. Here's a fun fact. Luke Parker is the most experienced club captain in 2023 with 89 games in charge. He was the seventh most experienced in 2022. So the six, so six above him. So let's see if we can do this. Danger, uh, sorry, Selwood. Uh, From last year's, eh? Yeah. Oh, who Selwood? Oh, hang on. Shuey was only for... No. No, no the guy's got to be stepped away. Fife? Uh, yeah, yeah, five. Five. Um, oh, how long did that take us? Yeah, who was the North Melbourne captain? Was it... Um, Zebel? Zebel, yes. Uh, who, was Pendlebury? The, who was the Adelaide captain? Pendlebury Sloan. captain last year? Pendlebury. Pendlebury, yes. Sloan. Yep. So they're the guys, and there's one more. Trav... Tra- oh, no, 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 Jonas is captain, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. correct. Fourth year. I'm trying to think who was the other set team that changed. We did well, we got five. We got five of the six. Yeah, with no notes, just... Yeah, well, and a lot of vacant well, air between the, well, the skull. Well, there hasn't been a lot. There's one <laughs> vacant air between the skull. All right, we both pick Sydney. Very good. Um, Buddy Franklin, will he kick over 100? This year? It's asking. There's no chance. I don't think, my, my bold prediction... Will he kick, kick over 50? Kick 50? Yeah. No. He won't kick 50 goals? I don't think he will. He, well, what was his line for the year then? What's his line? I've yeah, got no well, idea. No, no, no. I'm just asking you. Um, you're, you're, you're I, I made a bold prediction, and this is not... I don't like, you know... You're plotting him, are you? No, I'm saying I my my feeling is that if he gets a couple of injuries, he'll pull the pin before the end of the year. Pin pull. That, that, that's my that's my bold Pinpoint. prediction. I don't like to because you know he's a champion. You don't want to see him go that way. But I, I'm just I think that he's. You don't think he'll kick? What do you how many goals? Did we kick forty? Yeah, forty. But I, I don't think he's kicking fifty. What did he kick last year? Dad. <laughs> um, right, I think fifty, I, go, 50 goals is in the modern days is is. I've got, really him, well. I got him for 50 goals. I'll, I'll, I won't be the man who's riding off Buddy Franklin. No, I'm not uh, riding him. I'm oh. just concerned about his... I'm t- thinking his body hey. is just... Hey, it's not me who said it, mate. Hey. Yeah, you're, you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Jaden, what did he kick last year? Because right. there's no way he, he kicked 50 last year. All right. Well, I think he kicks 50 this year. He definitely kicked 1,000. G- <laughs> yeah, that was very good. GWSV Adelaide. I'll leave you with that, Jaden, for a bit. 10-10 Sunday. Uh, I pick Adelaide straight up. Um, GWS, don't think, I, I was impressed with Adelaide here against West Coast. Yeah, I think uh, I think what we've seen from Adelaide, they you talk about rises, um, and it's only a small sample and it's in a pre-season, but they, they have to improve. Their forward line looks good. I mean, Fogarty. Yeah, Fogarty looks <coughs> good with Walker. Walker. Rochelle and Rankin will be going inside. So I spoke to Isaac Rankin before that game on Fox Footy and um, had a chat to him 
off there, and, and it, it sounds like he's going to be spending quite a bit of time in the midfield, rotating with Rochelle. So uh, that's exciting for for footy fans because Rochelle plays a forward most time last year. Isaac Rankin spent a lot of time as a forward at Gold Coast Suns. I like those two as a bit of a pairing. I think Adelaide will be quite good this year. Um, no Matt Crouch, he's injured, but they've got a pretty full list to pick from. New captain, Jordan Dawson. And yeah, I just don't see GWS improving this year. They may do, I could be wrong, but I pick Adelaide to win the game. Yep, you? I, I concur. Um, what was the question we asked you before, Jad? Can't even remember. Buddy Franklin. Buddy yep. Franklin, 2022. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so die. 52 goals. Ah! <laughs> Sucked in, Skeeter. <laughs> 52. You beauty. And you think you'll get 50 this year? Well, you kicked them last year. Yeah, well, I won't I kick them this year. Well, yeah, just just keep rolling through. There we go. Okay, you've written him off. Just, I just said he won't kick 52. Just, just, just. He'll probably kick nine against the Suns. <laughs> you just, but today's date down in the calendar, Mark Redding's rights off. No, I just said he won't kick 50. Okay, well, I'll say he kicks 50. Right, there's our first wager of the year. Hawthorne vs. And in the last game of the weekend, 12-20 Sunday, MCG. Uh, uh, is this going to be a good game? Hawthorne, they've dispersed some members of their football club. And Essendon, I, I couldn't name their best five players the other, the other night with, with Hammer. I couldn't, I couldn't name their best five. Can you do that? Their best oh, five. I most mean, exciting five players. At what Essendon. Is well, his best Zach five, Merritt. Merritt, Parrish. Gets, I mean, um, yep. I think Draper's going to be... Okay, Draper going to be, but I would say you know, yeah, um, not really done anything. That's about it. Ridley in, in defence, good player, good player. Um, yeah, A grade. How about we reframe it? How many A graders there? Yeah, I'm probably thinking in that realm as well. Zach Merritt's an A grader. Outside of that, it's skinny. I mean, can I say Jake Stringer? No, no. no as one, of, as one of the top, five, if he's up and running. Well, well, it? It's just too big of an if yeah, true. for mine, unfortunately. And they would have hoped Dylan Shield was going to be an A-grader when he came to the footy club, and he hasn't been. He's been inconsistent. But but has the potential to be certainly B-grade. It's, just, it's just, you know, that they will be hoping a changing coach, clearly. That's what they've moved on from Rutten. Will will change, you know, the fortunes of that footy club. And they've got a lot of work to do. And not just on the field. Off the field, they've got some dramas. What's going Josh on, Marnie man? there, uh, Voz from... West Coast has gone across yeah, so as CEO. Yeah. So he's, he's based, because he's list management skills and yes. football department acumen, they're trusting him to, to try and... Sculpt it a little? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Is it Josh Martin in Dodoro? I saw, yeah, having a, saw blue. a picture of a Well, there's certainly a bit of an impasse between the two of them reportedly. Oh. And, um, and Vozo's come in to try and hopefully get that... Well, they need change. Yeah. They haven't played finals in 6,000 days. Yeah, but so not just that. They've also had... When have they had stability off the field in the last 10 years? It's, it, and a part of it's the, the supplement stuff, which we won't go into, but there just seems to be a club that's always going from one issue to another. I think Hawthorne will be more competitive this year than people think. Um, people look at it... It's in their DNA, mate. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's, it's again, I'm, I'm biased. I know I'm biased with this one. Sam, Sam Mitchell. Mm. I, he, just, he just won't be rolling... A team out that's not competitive. That that's what that's how he that's how he exists. That's what that's the DNA he teaches. Right, he comes from not only as a player, right, where he's been rookie listed and he's had to scrap to get onto a list to then win a Brownlow medal and four premierships or three or four prem, you know, <laughs> however many you like. Uh, captain the footy club uh, to then do what he did coaching. He's come from that Hawthorne success. Uh, what I saw at West Coast as a player and then as a coach. He preaches competitiveness. You know, don't don't lose a contest. Fight for everything. And then, you know, he's got high-level intelligence and football skills and football brain. That's what he'll be teaching these guys. So, yes, they're young, but their pass mark each week will be on how competitive they are. 
So that's why they'll be competitive because if they're not, they'll be out of the team and they'll be getting someone who's more competitive. Adrian Hickmon has a bit to do with that too. I just know their DNA without even seeing them play and what they're going to be trying to teach you. I already know it and I, I, I like it. So I think they're going to be competitive. So they beat Essendon? Or yeah, yeah. Hawthorne beat Essendon, yep. Yeah, I'll tip Essendon there because I, 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 I really... I agree. I think we've just trashed them. No, I'm just saying to you, I think Hawthorne... But I think Hawthorne's in for a tough year. I think you're right. Well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're making finals. No, no. No, I don't doubt that. But I, I think Essendon probably a bit more advanced. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Hawthorne got up. How's that? You talk about rivalries. This is this is actually a really good rivalry, but this is one yeah. of the best rivalries in the in the, yeah, the Victorian landscape with two clubs through the eighties that really went at it in grand finals. The hatred there, so I'm tipping Eston to win, um, but you know Hawthorne. You can see my point. Y- you absolutely make a good point, but hopefully it's wrong. Um, Will Schofield, Mark Reading, Shelter Footycast. Let's finish off on the Uh Now this is the last one. We're almost done. It's a bit of a long show, but I think it's round one. We, I think we're allowed to do yeah, that. Well, first it's a podcast. Been, we can do it like first time you've been back in the chair for I about mean, six months. Shorts in here, so you can't be clearly taking a bit casual <laughs> today, haven't you? Uh, what's going on? Uh, well, what? doing this. Did some radio this morning. Going yeah. for a bite to eat with you, and then I'll probably go home and have an afternoon snooze. Will you? Oh, mate, it's been a big week. It's been a big week, and, like, and big month. And mate, it's not even round one. <laughs> and then I'm going to six. Go to the backyard cricket match at the Governor House tomorrow. Some charity thing for which is. Are you playing? No, I'm, I'm the commentator. And then Sunday at 6pr doing some calling. And then guess what? Back here Monday. We do that for about 25 weeks in a row. We bloody look forward to it though. <laughs> no, we love uh, it. No, but I reckon by it. June or July, we'll be uh, looking for a bit of a... You'll go to Moscow you'll, or somewhere. You'll be here exotic. in <laughs> <laughs> Moscow. Quick trip to Moscow, you reckon. Go check out the sites of Russia. Come on. All right. There should be a game in WA this weekend, yes or no? Yes. Of course. I right. mean, it's obvious. I mean, everyone loves Ed, but that's the and bottom line... Not everyone loves footy skate. No, that's right. But the, the prime income for this venue, Optus, is footy. Right. It's, it's bread and butter. And so look, what are they meant to do? Shut the doors to everyone? No, no one else use it? No, get a prime time for the AFL footy? No, I'm just, just One saying. of the best artists in the world. Yeah. Well, how, how come there was footy at the MCG last night? Because they had Ed Sheeran a couple of weeks before. Yeah. So obviously they the scheduling suited Melbourne more than us. But yeah, I, I would have liked it. I understand the reasons. And it'll it'll come up fine, I'm sure. MCG looked good last night. Um do you know any of Ed's songs? Um, a couple. They, they're a bit a bit too similar for me. In No, but apparently he's great. You were there, were you? No, absolutely not. I couldn't name one song. No, I'm not, 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 not huge on him, but he's a great, apparently he's a really good artist. Argue. I'm trying to, apparently no, he's a really good artist. <laughs> 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 uh, according to uh, Mark Reddy's so, mate, it's been very good. It's been good to be back here in the chair. Round one, can't wait. We're already one game in, the rest to come. Make sure you sign up to the Shelter Footycast tipping competition. Take on me and Skeet, as you've just heard for the show. We may have no idea whatsoever, so it could be a good win for you. Uh, follow us on socials. Uh, you can do that over at Shelter Footycast. Send us an email or comment in the YouTube section below. Skeeter, we'll see you Monday. Have a good weekend. Have a good snooze this afternoon. Look forward to it, Scoey. Makes it so much easier. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.